0: Hi friends, it's Haley and Lynn, and you are listening to This We Know Podcast. To get stronger, the gym is a pretty good place to be. But where do we go to strengthen our hearts? How can we stay spiritually in shape to experience joy in every season? This is a space for us to grow our faith muscles together. With a little bit of practice and a whole lot of grace, we'll train our hearts to trust. Together we'll lift our eyes from our ever-changing circumstances back to God, renewing our minds in his faithful promises. So let's jump in so we can confidently step back into this day with a fresh mind and full heart, knowing we've got a king in our corner. God is making a way, he is faithful in every season. This we know.
1: friends, welcome back. It's Lynn and Haley, and I can hardly believe that this is our 10th episode. Yay! Hale, I'm so thankful for this topic that we're diving into about how to spread joy because it coincides so perfectly with what we've been talking about in the last few weeks about being quiet with the Lord, praying to Him. And we've talked about this in our gratitude episode, but just starting out your morning jotting down in your phone or writing them down physically on paper, a few things that you're thankful for the shift that can happen in your mind is so incredible. And when we start thinking about the things that we're thankful for, That's such an easy way to just tap into his joy that just overcomes you and it fills your cup and truly does make you want to spill out that joy to other people. And the joy of the Lord, it doesn't make sense, Hale, but we can be so sad, so low, yet still experience his joy. And you talked about that in the last episode with a girl that you played lacrosse with who now has leukemia, but is still declaring the Lord's goodness. That is unshakable joy that you can't explain. And I'm so thankful that that is a gift of the Holy Spirit that we have access to anytime.
0: Yes. It's just honestly crazy how you can go and just spend time with Him and receive that unshakable joy despite our circumstances. And I think something that really stuck out to me that you shared, joy is a gift from God and it refreshes our minds. And after I have that quiet time, my heart just feels so full. That joy is like nothing else. I mean, hands down, the best feeling is joy from God and it's meant to be shared with others. That's what Jesus did. He had all these amazing quiet times time where he just withdrew and he was still, and then he went out and he came across all these people and he sat with them and he loved them. And that's how people got to know Jesus, through his love and through his care for them. And so when we go out as God's children, as God's disciples, we can go and do the same exact thing that Jesus did. And scripture that I always loved is John 13, 35, and I'm just gonna paraphrase, It basically says that when we go and love other people, our expression of love, how we love them is how they're going to know that we're God's disciples. Mm. They're going to see God in us. So our Christianity, our faith in God should be measured by the way that we love other people. And I try to always think that. And when I wake up, I just think, God, help my faith in you and my love for you be measured by the way that I love the other people that you've put around me. This kind of brings me back to, I don't know, eighth grade, the what would Jesus do bracelets? Remember those? Oh yeah, had a stack of them. You totally wore them. I didn't, I wish I did. Now I would. <laughs> They're coming back or maybe they never left. <laughs> so I always like to think, well, what would Jesus do if he was to live my life today? If he could be right next to me, how would he respond to my neighbors? How would he respond to my husband?
1: Mm.
0: What would he say if my mom called or if he went to the nail salon with me or lunch or grocery shopping? And there's so many different ways that we can spread his love. So I'll never forget when I went to small group one night, I walked in. I actually think I walked in in tears. And after small group, sure enough, That community, that fellowship, God's presence in the room, my heart just felt so full and my stomach was actually very empty. And I just specifically remember being like, oh, I got to eat. And so I went to my favorite healthy fast food restaurant, looking at you, Kava. And so as I pulled up to Kava, I remember pausing to pray because my heart was just so full and I was so focused on the Lord. And I said, God, if there's anyone in here That needs your love today please open up that conversation and help me be your light in other words put me in coach so when i walked in i instantly locked eyes with the chef making food in the back and he just seemed sad tired and i could feel this little nudge from god to say something to him typically this would feel a little outside of my comfort zone But I love how God moves us to jump out of our comfort zones when we're filled up on his love, focused on him. And anytime I've ever received that little God nudge in my heart and answered it, I've never regretted it. That nudge is such a blessing. So in a fun sort of playful way, I said, I love your food. Thank you so much for being here. And I saw him kind of perk up, but again, he looked sort of down and I said, how is your heart? He actually came out from the back to serve me and he said, it's just been a really tough few nights. I haven't been getting sleep and I'm just working hard. I am worried about my family. And he just started to share these personal details. And I, I couldn't believe that this was happening. But at the same time, I prayed that God would send me someone to love. And I said, I'm so sorry that you haven't been getting sleep. That is the worst and i pray that you get really really good rest tonight and as i looked at him i remember his eyes were just so kind and his whole demeanor his whole aura his spirit was truly so kind and i told him that and the look on his face was priceless it just it made my day and so as i was exiting he kind of jogged after me and he said hey I just want to let you know how much your words meant to me and how much your prayers mean to me. And then he snuck a chocolate chip cookie into my bag. <laughs> and I just left so touched. God answered a little prayer. And sure, we may not always get a free cookie. When we say yes to the step that God is calling us to make, God will always work through that.
1: Mm,
0: I love that so much. And that conversation will probably be one that
1: he remembers for years to come. He needed that conversation. He needed someone to notice him and to say thank you and to see him. For you to take time and ask, how's your heart? That's such a great question to ask someone. It takes courage to ask that. But when your cup is full and you have confidence in the Lord, you ask those bold questions. When I leave my church, there's a sign that says, you're now entering your mission field. And that's just kind of a wake up call to me whenever I see that sign to think, wow, as I am driving out of this parking lot, going back into my day, I need to really have on the mindset that God could and hopefully will put people in my path that he wants me to be a light to. And if I could put it into an order, it takes sitting still with God, experiencing his love, letting him fill your cup with his joy, and then pouring it out into other people. But we have to be really intentional. Sometimes I'll just run out the door trying to get all my errands done within a couple of hours. And I miss so many opportunities, I'm sure, because I'm in such a rush. And I think that's understandable. But even when you're hustling around doing errands, you have no idea who God will put in your path. And it's so important to you be intentional and to think, okay, God, even as you're driving to your first era and just saying a prayer that you can be a light to whoever God puts in front of you. And I know it might sound kind of silly, but I have started to pray over upcoming hair appointments, nail appointments, <laughs> which I'm very fortunate to be able to go and do those things. But just praying over the person, making your coffee that day, One thing that was done for me that completely made my week was when I was in line at Starbucks and the person in front of me picked up my tab for me. And that was such a gift. I was actually having a really rough morning and it was like the best thing that could have happened that completely turned my day around so much so that that happened probably five years ago. And I remember it to Mm. this day. So now when I'm intentional and I think about it, I'll look at the car behind me and if I make sure they only have like one passenger. (laughs) If they like a car full of family, I'm like, that might be a little expensive. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But I'll occasionally, if I'm being intentional, I will try to scoop up their tab too, just to try to make someone's day.
0: Lenny, I love that so much. And I can totally picture you looking at rear view mirror and getting excited to pick up someone's tab. And it's not so such a small gesture can leave such a big mark on someone's heart. And you don't forget it, just like you never forgot when someone did that to you. And all we have to do is just be open and ready. As we bask in his grace, as we bask in his love, he can do so much through us with strangers, at work, in our homes, in our neighborhood. It gets me pumped up. I want to be on my toes, just like you said. I I want to be intentional. I want to be ready. There's so many times when I've just been so caught up in my schedule that I'm not having that quiet time. But when I do stop to reset, I always ask God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 5110. You just never know how God is going to use you today. And there's just so many clever ways that we can just be kind Maybe it's just a smile. You never know what the person in the car next to you or the person at the register, you just never know what they're going through.
1: Hale, I love the idea of simply giving a smile to someone, just a free kind act that truly could make someone's day. In fact, this would be
0: a great opportunity for your Hale fact. <laughs> I think we need a little jingle that goes with Hale facts. Hale facts. All right, so if anyone's listening for the first time, my researcher name is Hailfax. To be honest, it's grown on me. So here comes Hailfax. What happens in our brains when we actually smile? I'll tell you. Our brains release tiny molecules called neuropeptides to help fight off stress. Then other neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and endorphins come into play too. Endorphins act as a mild pain reliever, which makes sense whereas serotonin is an antidepressant. So the fact that both neurotransmitters come into play when we smile, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm smiling right now. And as it turns out, the benefits of smiling aren't just limited to ourselves. Praise God. So when we smile at somebody, it does affect the people around us. There's one study in Sweden, which I thought was pretty cool, that suggests that we can't help but to react with a smile of our own when we see someone else smiling. If you just think about it, the fact that we can smile at each other is another beautiful way that God designed us. Smiles are just such a gift, and we can freely give them to others.
1: Wow, who knew there was so much goodness that could come from a simple smile? That may be my favorite Hale fact to date. And Hale, something I know that you do that I don't think I'll ever be able to do (laughs) is you intentionally give up a really good parking space for someone else. You will go to the back of the line. You'll park far, far away from the store just to bring joy to someone who finds that up close, perfect
0: parking spot.
1: How do you do it?
0: (laughs) Sometimes I pull into the parking lot and I'm on two wheels and it's Friday um, at Costco and everyone and their mother is at Costco and (laughs) everyone is darting to spots and it gets gets pretty intense. And I've found that when I just stop and I'm not in a hurry and I'm filled with that joy, I get excited when someone is coming on two wheels and I say, hey, you take that spot. I wish I could say to you that I do that all the time, but ever since I read our man, Bob Goff's devotional, and if you're listening for the first time you haven't heard us talk about Bob Goff, (laughs) he's amazing and writes an amazing devotional all about loving others. He said something that now I'm doubting myself, Bob, don't you quote me on this, but I think it was you, (laughs) that we should be fighting for the worst parking spots And I was like, oof, oof, that got me. That got me. Now I just think when I am filled with that perfect peace and that love that came from God, that's just a clever way to show people love. I don't think I would have ever thought of that. It's not because I'm trying to box people out. It's just a habit of convenience. But how nice is it when someone stops to hold the door or insists that you go first? Just out of love for God. Like I went to Trader Joe's and there was only a few blocks of the famous cheese. Unexpected cheddar? Yes.
1: <laughs> Don't tell me you sacrifice unexpected <laughs> cheddar.
0: <laughs> that stuff is the best. So personally, I wanted to grab the four blocks and just without anyone looking, just shove them all into my cart. But I'd just come from small group and I felt so full. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take one, maybe two. I know that sounds like a silly example, but just the little things can sometimes bring joy to others and joy to us.
1: I love that, Hale. And another quick example that comes to mind, and this one has been around for a while, but it's still so good, and that's the five love languages. So if you have a roommate or a significant other or spouse or a coworker, and you know what their love language is and if not what a fun conversation to have with them because i think it's fun to kind of talk about how do you enjoy feeling loved and how do you like to give love knowing what that person's love language is someone who you see regularly and interact with doing something kind for them if it's an act of service pick up some coffee for them however they appreciate feeling loved just being mindful of that i know i'm really bad about loving people the way that I feel loved, but it really is kind of cool when you can do something kind for someone in the way that they truly feel seen and loved. And Hale something that I really, really struggle with. And I don't know if this comes from me being a perpetual people pleaser, but I am really sensitive to people's moods or responses to me. So for example, if I wave or smile at someone and they don't wave back or don't smile back, I get my feelings hurt. And so that's something I've also been praying through is God help me to be courageous and to show your love despite what that person's response may be. That's definitely a tricky one for me. What about for you? How do you have grace and patience and show mercy to people who are difficult
0: and and probably understandably so because of their circumstances. Mm. First of all, I so relate to that, Lenny. It can be challenging when you can tell that someone is maybe a little standoffish or you can see the smoke coming out of their ears Mm -hmm. and your initial response may be to run. I've found that if I have had a really good, consistent, quiet time with God, I start to see people through Jesus's eyes. I don't even mean to. I think that's just something wonderful that he does. Sometimes I have to ask him, Lord, can you please just help me see this person, your child, through your eyes? Then it almost takes me out of the equation because he is so merciful, so compassionate, so kind and thinking, you know, what would Jesus actually do? And so that really, really helps me just looking at them through his eyes and it just helps me have compassion. I also have noticed it's kind of different if you know you're going to come across that difficult person, meaning it's someone that you work with. Or maybe it's someone in your family that can be challenging. And I think that the number one thing that helps me in those situations is by praying over them. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when we start praying over the difficult coworker or the difficult family member, the difficult person on our street, something shifts in our hearts. Mm-hmm suddenly you're rooting for them you're praying for them you're asking god to fill their hearts i've noticed that when i start actually praying about that difficult person and praying over those conversations something really special happens
1: Mm. i can only imagine how he softens your heart toward those people in a way that only he could do that's incredible Hale, and it just makes me think about how many times jesus calls us to love our enemies as ourselves Oh, that's a hard one, Jesus. <laughs> but I know in Luke 6, Jesus says, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. Basically, he's saying it's easy to love the people that are easy to love. It's easy to to love people that are kind back to you, but it is so challenging to love people who are difficult. He says, but love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. And that just makes me think, Again, in my pride, who am I to think that I'm not difficult? How, how often am I difficult? <laughs> and yet he's so merciful to me and my spouse, my family. Show me grace when I'm unkind or unloving or impatient or being difficult and just having a hard day or hard week or month. So who am I to not extend that grace that I've been given by my father in heaven, but also by my peers? Who am I to not extend that grace to someone else who could need it? significantly
0: oh that scripture is so good but it's always been one of those things that I'm just like oh <laughs> because it's it's so easy to love the people that love us it's so easy to be kind to the people that are kind to us I'm so thankful that you shared this because it's just such a good reminder I've found that sometimes honestly maybe most of the time the more difficult people that I come across are the ones that need our love the most. They are the ones who truly need our kindness our gentleness and there's so many ways we can spread God's love just by looking at what Jesus did Jesus didn't follow the crowds. He went to the people that were alone or isolated for whatever reason and he sat next to them and he talked to them and he lifted them up his words his kindness when the world tried to count someone out. Jesus counted them in. you know, this instantly makes me think of our friend Mary. I found that when I walk into a room, it's natural for me to go and sit with all my friends or gravitate towards the group. But Mary, she'll walk into a room and look for the person that's sitting alone. She'll go to a party and she'll notice the person that doesn't really know anybody. She'll Go to work and befriend the person that most people are maybe trying to avoid. She just has a way of uniting everyone in the room and making every single person feel seen and heard and special.
1: Yes, Hale, she is such a gift for that. And it kind of reminds me of our church's motto that if you see someone new walking through the door, welcome them and make them feel noticed because people want to know that they are seen, that they are known. I think that's all of our desire is to be noticed and fully known. And God will put people on your heart. If you can be really intentional in reaching out to those people he's putting on your heart and just say, Hey, you've been on my heart. How are you? When someone messages me and tells me that I've been on their heart and that's why they're reaching out. I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you so much for putting me on that person's heart. It's just so nice to have people who are willing to pray for you.
0: Yes, that's not out of the blue. Just like you said, I think God puts specific people on our hearts. And I think He puts specific people in our paths too. One of my absolute favorite ways to spread joy and spread God's love is sharing our stories. It could be any time in your life where you were in the fire and Jesus was right there with you, helping you through the other side of it. You can talk about a time when He brought joy to you in the storm. And Sharing our stories may not come naturally, but you just never know when the opportunity will present itself. So I would be so curious, Lenny, how you share your faith.
1: Honestly, I'm so thankful that I met Chase at our church in Dallas because anytime like a common question we'll get when we're meeting new people is how did you guys meet? And that's just such an easy opportunity to bring up God when we're like, Oh, well we had, we got to meet at church. So I'm thankful for, for those like icebreakers that make it a little bit easier to
0: talk about my faith. Well, I love that. I think as we get to know people, especially new friends or maybe you're at a bachelorette or at a bachelor party or at a wedding or out at night and you just find yourself talking to someone, you're getting into a good conversation. I know that if you pray and ask God, hey, will you help lead me to someone who you want me to share my story with? He'll do that. I mean, that's one of my favorite prayers. I I say, God, it's me again. If you want to <laughs> send me anyone today, I'd, I'd love to, to share my story so that maybe it'll encourage someone. So as we close, a prayer that I always pray every single day without fail. I always ask him to help me be his light today. And after I ask God this, I always get so pumped up because I know he heard my prayer. So after I exit my quiet time and I come into the house... Typically, I'll listen to a song. I am pumped up, ready to go. So, Lenny, I got to know, what is your worship pump up song that you're going to blast and dance around to? Oh,
1: man. I love the song, House of the Lord by Phil Wickham. Such a feel good. Words are so good. (laughs) And am I allowed to have two or am I breaking all the rules?
0: (laughs) You can absolutely have two. You can have all the songs. (laughs)
1: Okay. There's also another really good one that's called raise a hallelujah.
0: Hands down, raise a hallelujah. I'm with you. I just start bouncing around. It's a great song. So as we close, next time you're feeling that joy from God, and then you go blast these pump up songs and you start wondering, well, how can I be your light today? That's a great prayer. You can ask God that directly. And See where he guides you because he will answer you. He will lead you to people and he will light the way.
1: We're so glad you joined us for this episode. If you thought of a friend who might be encouraged by this topic, please feel free to share this message with them. Our hope is to share God's love and truth with as many people as possible, and you can help us play a big part in that mission by leaving a written review on Apple and Spotify. Also, if you have questions, are in need of prayer, or want to learn more about our story, head to thisweknowfaith.com and connect with us on social media. Remember, friend, as you step back into this day, God is with you in every season. This we know.